Will you turn in your Bible, please, to the passage that was read a few moments ago in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were destroyed, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Then in verse 9, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every one may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 51, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall be raised first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with the Lord. Now, these passages, and I read a little bit from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, because these passages all fit together. And they deal with the roll call that is yet to be. A little while ago we sang Mr. Black's great song, When the Roll is Called Up Yonder, I'll Be There. He lived from 1854 to 1938. In the early part of his life, he was converted. He was a Methodist. He knew the Lord with all of his heart. And he was a Sunday school teacher. And he went out and tried to bring people in like our bus pastors do. And he brought some. And one of the little girls, a 14-year-old girl, was from a broken home. Her father was a drunkard. She did not have good clothes. But she agreed to come and be in the meetings. And he had a habit of assigning scripture verses to different individuals. And then on that particular Sunday maybe at the end of the month, he would call the roll and ask each one to respond with that verse. One verse might be John 3.16, and Mary would answer John 3.16, for God so loved the world, and so on. Another might be Genesis 1.1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. But when he got to that girl's name that day, there was no response. He looked up and she wasn't there. It hurt him pretty deeply. He had never really talked to her about Jesus. He had depended on the class and the discussion and the studies in the class to help people know Christ. He went to visit the little girl, found out she was desperately ill. And before the next Sunday, she was in eternity. It moved his heart so deeply, he went home troubled. He said, I wish I could think of a song that we could sing that would help people understand the importance of immediately responding to Christ. His wife said, well, why don't you write one? Well, this gave him some mental inspiration. He went in his room. <clears throat> And it is said that in 15 minutes, he wrote the song just as we have it today. 
when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, the saved on earth shall gather over on the other shore when the roll is called up yonder. And he put in there, will you be there? It's been changed to, I'll be there. And that's a question for each of us to face. There are a lot of roll calls we face in life. When we were in school, they'd call the roll, Joel, here, Mary, present, and so on. And then in the military, they, they call the roll, uh, maybe it's muster, and they uh, call just their last names, and you're supposed to answer with your last name. In a doctor's office, sometimes, you know, we have an appointment at 10 o'clock, and by 1 in the afternoon, we may see the doctor. And the nurse or the receptionist calls the roll. You're always thrilled when your name is called. You've already signed up two or three hours ago, and here they're finally calling your name. And you get up and go to the doctor's office. Sometimes that happens in job interviews. We interview for a job, and maybe 10 or 15 people interview. And we're all supposed to meet together that day and they call the roll and finally your name is called. Well, today in Sunday school, we called the roll. I don't know how many classes did that. We did it in the auditorium Bible class. And uh, a lot of the folks that we, whose names we called were here. They responded. Some did not respond because they were not here. That's also true in the awards banquets. You know, when you have uh, prepared for some competition, I know in, in March our Anchored Christian School will be in a state and uh, really tri-state competition with Kentucky and Tennessee, and they'll go to Louisville for the competitions, and they'll uh, play their piano or sing their song or preach their sermon or be in their Bible quizzing, and then uh, nobody knows who came in first until we come to the assembly in the afternoon. And then they start calling the roll, and they tell who gets the red ribbon and the blue ribbon and the gold ribbon and so on. And it's always an exciting time. Well, I want to tell you about three roll calls that we all need to face. Everyone here, everyone within the sound of my voice, number one, the roll call to salvation. In John, the third chapter, there's a story of a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said, We know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man could do the miracles thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus turned to him and said, Sir, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The word see means understand. He can't comprehend the kingdom of God unless he's born again. Now, remember that Nicodemus was a good man. He was a ruler of the Jews. He was all kinds, had all kinds of attributes and characteristics. But he was a Jew who had never been saved. Now, this is a remarkable thing. He tithed. He went to church all the time. He was honorable. He was a good husband, a good father all kinds of great attributes. And Jesus said, now wait a minute, Nicodemus. When the roll is called up yonder, you're not going to be there unless you've been born again. Have to be born again. That's true today. 
Everyone in this room has to be born again. It's not enough to be born one time. We were all born from our mother's womb. Most of you will remember the day of your birth, not because you, were, you remember it, because somebody told you about it, but you know the date. I wonder how many here could tell us the date of your new birth, when you were born again. Remember, it's important to know the experience. The date on the calendar may fade from you, but the experience cannot fade. If I should say, did you get married? Why, some husbands may forget the date. Their wife will jump all over them if they do. But if you ask them, did you get married? They say, yeah, I was there when it happened. Amen. Have you been born again? Have you been saved? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Some will say, well, I don't remember. I'm not sure. I hope so or I pray so, or I think so. Some even go so far as to say it's presumptuous to say you know. They say nobody can really know till you get to heaven or to get to, to the judgment, and then God decides whether you go to heaven or hell. Beloved, that is not what the Bible teaches. If you do not know before you breathe your last breath, you're hopeless. Of all men, most miserable. You see... It isn't a matter of getting to the end of the way, standing before God, and God reads all the good things you've done and all the bad things you've done, and He weighs them, and He says you've done a little bit more than good things than bad things, so you can go to heaven. It isn't that way at all. The only people that have any hope are those who have put on the wedding garments of Christ's righteousness. In Matthew chapter 22, Jesus told the story of a wedding. He said many were invited. They went out on the highways and hedges and compelled people to come in. And they came in, and there was one fellow there with no wedding garment. And the Lord came to him and said, How is it, sir, that you have no wedding garment on? The man looked at him and said, What do you mean? And the Lord put him out into outer darkness. You say, That's unfair. No, no, no. The wedding garment is not our righteousness, but his. There are a lot of people that come to the end of life or they have a lot of good things they've done. That isn't the question. The question, are you robed with His righteousness? And so when you get to the end of the way, are you going to be able to say, here, here, as the role is called, and I'm here by the grace of God. I do not deserve to be here. I did nothing to get here. Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin left a crimson stain on me, but Jesus washed it white as snow. I want to know, are you ready to answer that roll call of salvation? And then there's another roll call, the roll call of service. You see, we don't get to heaven by serving. We get to heaven by confessing our sins and repenting and putting our faith in Jesus. That's the only way. The only one. Neither is there salvation in any other. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved but the name of Jesus. Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. He that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. That's salvation. That's the roll call of salvation. However, there's a second roll call. This has to do with service. We're saved to serve. Some people have the idea that 
When you get saved, that's it. You sit down on a bench and 10 years later, you're still sitting there. A lot of people do that. You just come in. Boy, I'm glad I got saved. It's a good fire insurance policy against hell. <sighs> now I can rest the rest of my life. No, no. Jesus calls us from the tumult of our life's wild, restless wave. He calls us to commitment and to dedication and to consecration and to service. I think this morning of Moses. Moses was God's great man. I'm not sure which passage tells about his salvation experience. It could be that he gave his heart to the Lord when he was at his mother's knee, when Miriam told the queen that she would find a nurse for him, and she found his own mother. And Moses' mother ministered to him until he was the age to go to the court. And then he was called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It may be he gave his life to his mother's God when he was a young boy. Or it could be that out there in the backside of the desert, when he saw that burning bush, and the bush was not consumed, and the voice said, take off your shoes from off your feet. You're standing on holy ground. And he looked all around. He saw nobody. He took his shoes off, and he knelt before God. And in that moment, he gave his heart to the Lord. I don't know. The Bible is not clear as to when Moses became a God server. But I know that after he gave his life to the Lord, God called him to serve. He said, now Moses, I want you to go down to Egypt and tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. <laughs> and you know what Moses did? Start offering excuses. He said, now Lord, who am I? I'm just a nobody. They won't believe me. And then he said, but who are you? Moses said that to God. Who are you? If I get down there and they want to know what my God's name is, what shall I tell them? He was known before that as Elohim, God, the title of God. And God revealed himself to Moses and said, Moses, you go tell him, I am who I am sent you. The great I am. And when Jesus was here, he called himself the I am. He said, I am the bread. I am the door. I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. I am the great I am. Well, Moses tried a few more excuses. He said, now, Lord, I'm not eloquent. Lord, would you send somebody else? Just get somebody else. Finally, God really wanted Moses. And remember, when God wants you, he's going to put it on your heart. He's going to put it on your heart. And you can't get away from it. And God said, Moses, I, I want you. Now, I'll send Aaron to help you but you're still going to be responsible. And Moses began a long life of service. He was not only a Christian. He was not only a God-fearer, not only saved in the New Testament sense, but he began to serve. He was called to serve. And when the role was called for service, Moses finally said, Here am I, Lord. Isaiah had an ex interesting experience in chap 6 chapter of Isaiah. Uzziah, his relative, had died. He was the king. And it hurt Isaiah very, very deeply. And Isaiah went to the temple. It's a good place to go when you're hurting. Some people come today to this house of God. You're, you're hurting deep inside. It's a good place to go when you're hurting. 
And when Isaiah was hurting over the death of Uzziah, in the temple, he seemed to see a vision. He saw seraph and cherubim going across the heavens, crying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And it plagued Isaiah's heart. He knew he wasn't holy. He said, Lord, I'm undone. I'm unclean. I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Mine eyes have seen the Lord. I'll die. And God sent an angel to take fire from the tongs of heaven, with, the, with the tongs of an angel from heaven and place it on his tongue, and he was cleansed. Now remember, this could have been Isaiah's salvation experience. Many think that. But immediately, there was a call to service. He heard a voice from heaven saying, Who will I send? Who will go for us? I want you to notice, Isaiah didn't wait to be lassoed. He didn't wait till God got one of those big lassos and threw it out there and wrapped it around his neck. And, Come on, I'm going to make you serve me. God never does that. If he calls you to preach, he doesn't make you preach. You can say no. You can get your life so filled with things that you can't hear him any longer. If God calls you to serve him as a Sunday school teacher or as a deacon or in some special way, you can get your life so busy and so filled with other things that you can no longer hear his tug at your heart. Isaiah heard that voice. Who will I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah answered the roll call. Here am I, Lord. Send me. Could you use me? Here am I, Lord. Use me. That's the roll call of service. And I want to ask you. Can you answer the roll call of salvation? Do you know for sure your sins are under the blood? And if you know you're saved, have you heard the roll call for service? Are you willing to say, Lord, here am I. Send me. Use me. I'm willing. I think of Ron Chilton. Ron is pastor of the Southside Baptist Church in in Shelbyville, Tennessee. Ron was a cracker salesman, so to speak. And I've visited him many times. He had a sort of a uh, place over here where he kept his stuff. And every day when I'd drive by there, I'd stop and speak to him and say something to him and invite him to church. I learned later that he, when he saw my car coming, he'd try to close the door and get out of the way. But God put him on my heart. I'm sure many others were praying for him. One night about 10 o'clock, God said, you ought to go see Ron Chilton. So I got up, went over there, and his house was dark. He said, you sure have the brass. I guess so. I knocked on the door. And when it sleepy-eyed Ron came to the door, half-dressed, I said, Ron, I want to talk to you about Jesus. He said, well, let me get a shirt on. He invited me in. We sat there in about 10 minutes. Ron gave his heart to Jesus. But then Ron took God seriously. He and Lana got busy serving God. And they heard the roll call of service for the bus ministry. And one day Ron said, here am I. Lord, use me. And Ron started driving a bus out in area number six, the Richardsville Road area. And from time to time, he'd...
Nine people. One day, he was out there, and he saw some guys playing basketball. And he stopped and played basketball with them a few minutes, and then he invited them to get on his bus the next day. Well, they took him up on it. They came, and they too heard the call of salvation. And they gave their hearts to Jesus. Among those guys was Jerry Gifford, and Jim Gifford, and David Gifford. All three of those guys are out preaching the word today. They heard the call to service. When the role is called, will you be able to say, here am I, use me. Don't make God lasso you and pull you down and wrestle you down. Just say, Lord, it's an honor to be tugged at to, for you to speak to my heart. I'm willing. God calls us all to be tithers. What are we going to do about our tithing? You're going to make God make it up in doctor bills and fines and all other kinds of things. You know, God will get it some way, one way or the other. You either give it freely or you'll have to fork it over some other way. Best thing to do is say, Lord, you told me to tithe. I'm going to start tithing immediately. Put it right at the top of your budget. God calls us all to read the Bible. You're going to wait and say, well, I'll read the Bible when I have plenty of time. You'll never, never have plenty of time. The devil will see to it. Your schedule will be jam-packed full. You'll never have time to read the Bible. You have to take it. You have to make time. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. Then looking to Jesus, he'll give you the spiritual strength you need. When the role is called to service, will you be there? Will you be there to serve as an usher? Will you be there to serve in the choir? Will you be there to serve in the Sunday school? Will you be there to serve as a group captain? Will you be there to serve as a singer? Will you be there to serve when the role is called? Gideon made a lot of excuses. He said, Lord, I'm not from a good family and my father's not a preacher and I don't know what to do. I'm a poor boy, farm boy. God said, I want you to serve me. And Gideon went out in the power of the Lord to become a great warrior for the Lord. God called him to be a warrior. <laughs> I heard General MacArthur. Some of you may like him and may, some may not like him. He was a hero during World War II. I heard him say one day, his father was a warrior. I heard him say one day, I felt God called me to be a soldier. And he said, here am I. In his later life, after he had been fired by Harry Truman, he came back and said, the hardest thing I ever do, did was to give up, relinquish my work as a soldier. Well, what's God calling you to do? When the role is called for service, will you be there? Then last of all, the role call for eternity. One day, you and I are going to receive a summons. We don't know when it is. It could be soon, it could be late. I told some of our class members in the ABC, there's a picture on the wall right out here of our ABC class made in 1992. Many of you were in it. Eleven people that are in that picture are now in heaven. We do not know how long we have. Ms. Garrison and Ms. Basham had a sister-in-law they loved very dearly. She was very active and went out to look at the wonders of the sky and the garden and so on. And the other day, she just walked out of the house 
and she was missing for a little while and one of her loved ones went out and found her, her body down on the ground. She had had a sudden heart attack, went to heaven. You and I do not know how long we have. The question is, when the roll is called up yonder, will we be there? Do you know that for sure? Have you answered the call of salvation? Do you know that your sins are under the blood? Do you know you're saved and on your way to heaven? Well, after heaven, there's a roll call for rewards, like the awards chapel. In 1 Corinthians 3, it says there, some people build their lives out of wood, hay, and stubble. Things will burn up. That is those things that could be seen of men. Jesus spoke of that concerning that in Matthew 23, the study we made in Sunday school today. A lot of people just do things just from the outward show. There's an outward form, but no, nothing, no power inside. It is the inner power and the inner direction that leads to rewards. See, we're not rewarded because of what men see. We're rewarded because of what God sees. And so Jesus said, build your life out of gold, silver, and precious stones. The gold of godly character. Character is what you are on the inside and what you are when you're alone and what God sees. Your reputation is what other people think about you. He said, build your life out of gold character inside. Secondly, silver, which is a symbol in Scripture for the desire for souls, a concern about lost people being saved, and thirdly, precious stones, a symbol of prayer. When the priest would go into the Holy of Holies, he would go in with all the jewels and the stones representing the 12 tribes of Israel, and he appeared before the Lord, and there were all those 12 tribes of Israel he was praying for. And you and I can have a life of prayer. How much do we pray? Our rewards in heaven are based on gold, silver, and precious stones, not wood, hay, and stubble. And so as we examine our lives, all too often we notice, Lord, my life is built, built too much out of wood, hay, and stubble, things that people see. Now, if you live a godly life, people are going to see that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's gold. But if you do things just to be seen of men and inside you're something different, that's wood, hay, and stubble. So when the roll is called up yonder, can you say for sure, I'll be there? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for that great song Brother Black wrote. We thank you for the scriptural truths that the roll, there's a roll call for salvation, a roll call for service. There's a roll call yet to come for eternity, for rewards over there. We pray that you will help us so order our lives that we'll be ready when that roll call comes. In Jesus' name, amen. Will you stand, please? Number four, 468, without him I can do nothing. Now I want to tell you, folks, without Jesus you can't be saved. Without Jesus you can't really serve. Without Jesus... There'll be no heaven. Without Jesus, there'll be no rewards. Without him, I can do nothing. But with him, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me.
So as the Holy Spirit speaks to your heart this morning, and we sing, if you're willing to offer your life to the Lord, either in salvation or service or in a life of gold, silver, and precious stones, you tell God about it. If the Holy Spirit leads you, you come and take an open stand for Jesus. While we sing, will you come?